Good morning. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we hope that you had a wonderful Christmas day. Now that uh, the gifts have all been opened and hopefully the wrapping paper has been thrown away, uh, we can take some time now and stop and just kind of breathe, right? And, and, and think about the new year. Now, for some of us, uh, taking the time to stop and, and think means we begin to, or, or some of us return to, um, thinking about our, our challenges and, and our circumstances. So listen, once the cheerful Christmas music ends, the twinkle of the lights begin to fade, uh, we remember our personal struggles. And for each of us, uh, it may be a, a different touch point. Uh, some struggle with a failure. Uh, some may even be depressed. Others might even consider themselves broken. So listen, no matter what your challenge or, or difficult circumstance may be, this morning I want to challenge you. I want to remind you to straighten your crown. Now, I realize that that sounds like a weird encouragement. Um, but as we look at God's word together, uh, we'll see that it is exactly what all Jesus followers need to hear. Straighten your crown. So listen, if you're following along in your copy of the Bible, uh, join me in 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, but we'll be sharing the, the verses on the screen for you for your convenience as well. So now if you recognize the 1 Peter chapter 2 reference, that like it might be because of the fact that this passage gets thrown out a lot in discussions about civil disobedience. So here's the thing. I'm not going to talk about Don't worry about that. Uh, that's not the topic that we're tackling uh, this morning. Uh, that actually occurs later in the chapter. So if you want to do some extra Bible study, here's what I would encourage you to do. Spend some time connecting what we talk about this morning to, in today's passage with that command that's found later in the few verses that follow. You see, that's, that's how to understand the context of a passage. So there's your, there's your homework assignment from today's message. All right, so 1 Peter 2.9 says this, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Listen, those are some pretty powerful and amazing descriptions of what it is to be a Jesus follower. If you have put your trust in Jesus as your Savior, you are part of a special group of people. So in this passage, one of the things is we are called a chosen race. Now, not in the sense of the way we use the word race today, like skin color and racial tension, but, but a, a unique people group. There's also a description here. It says that we are called a holy nation. 
Now, again, this isn't talking about America, right? It's, but it's a group of people united under one cause with an allegiance to one Savior, right? As a Jesus follower, we are also called God's possession. Like, He has purchased us out of the sin market, and redeemed us to himself. In this passage, it talks about that he called us out of darkness and into marvelous light. He, he paid the penalty for our sin, a penalty that, that we could not pay for ourselves. We are his possession. But the one description that I find fascinating in this, we are a royal priesthood. Now, first, this, this idea that we are all priests. You know, now, think about what the role of an Old Testament priest was like. You see, they were the ones who, who went before God to offer the sacrifices for, for the people. Um, they were the representatives of the people, uh, the one who would communicate with God on behalf of the people. But now... As a Jesus follower, each of us is a priest. Listen, a study in the book of Hebrews would confirm this for you. We no longer need another person, another man, to set act as our representative before God. You see, we have direct access to God through His Son, Jesus Christ. But we're not only a priesthood, but a royal priesthood, royalty, like a position of honor and prestige because of heritage and lineage. You see, we don't fully grasp the idea of royalty in our culture because, well, we put a lot of emphasis on individual rights and privileges. But in a country where they have a monarchy, countries and, and cultures that, that have kings and, and queens, prince and princesses. You see, they, they have a better sense of, of what this idea of royalty is all about. You see, being part of the royal family means that you are set apart. You, you have some very basic privileges that maybe other people don't. You have a destiny that's based on your family. So how do we become royalty? Well, the next verse answers that for us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 10. It says, Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So we did not earn our way into becoming royalty. It's, it, it is simply by the grace and the mercy of God that we are brought into His royal family. Because of our sin, we deserved wrath. But through the sacrifice of Jesus, we have been given mercy. Jesus drank the cup of wrath without mercy so that we can drink the cup of mercy without wrath.
Let me say that again. Jesus drank the cup of wrath without mercy so that we could drink the cup of mercy without that. That's how we became part of that royal priesthood. You see, we're also part of the royal family. Romans 8 describes it this way. The Spirit Himself, the Holy Spirit Himself, testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children, also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. We, we are able to become part of the royal family of God as a Jesus follower. The Holy Spirit puts us into that family. So here's the crazy thing. You are a child of God. You're part of the royal family. And what's more is because that we are a joint heir with Jesus, not just a, a child by, by name alone, but literally part of the a, a royal family, but also a royal heir. Like, what an amazing privilege it is to be part of the family of God, but also a co-heir with Christ. All right, let's be honest. Most of the time, we don't feel like a royal priesthood. In fact, we look around at our circumstances and, and say, this doesn't feel like I'm a royal heir. In fact, perhaps right now, focused on a, a mistake that you've made, maybe, maybe even a big mistake. Listen, I know it's hard to hear, but this is what the world looked like before you made a mistake. And here's what the world looks like after you made a mistake. So listen, unless you're carrying the nuclear football and you fumble, like your mistakes are not going to radically change the world. Now sure, there, there might be some consequences from your mistake. And uh, sure, we, you, know, you might need to ask for, for forgiveness for some people or, or ask for, for, God, you know, for God to give you some forgiveness. But, but here's the thing, you can't dwell there. You, you can't stay focused on it. You are a child of the king. You're part of the royal priesthood. You are a royal heir. So get up, brush yourself off, and straighten your crown. Now, maybe your circumstances or, or even this holiday season for you is depressing. You've become Eeyore. Everything is viewed through a negative lens. Now, to be clear, if you are seriously, there is no shame in seeking professional help. You are not less of a Christian if you need professional counseling. And we would love to give you recommendations of, of, of people that are professionally certified and trained counselors that we've had great feedback on and, and would recommend. But for most of us, we, we can say that you know, through certain periods of time, we simply get down in the dumps. I mean, we begin to, to look at, our, at, at everything from a negative perspective and nothing's worked out. So we assume that nothing will work out. But you know what? There are biblical examples of some pretty amazing people in the Bible who wrestled with a period of depression in their life. A great example of that is Elijah. Things were not going his way. They weren't going the way he expected them, let's put it that way. 
And he felt like he was alone and he was a total failure. He literally sat down and told God he wanted to die. So God sent Elijah an angel. But listen, God didn't send an angel to preach at him, to make him feel guilty. God sent an angel to comfort him while he rested. Now, today's message is not a try harder message. It's not a do better message. It is a remember who you are in Jesus message. Remember who you are. So if you're feeling a little depressed, you're, you're down and out, and you can't see how you're going to get out, listen, don't dwell there. You are a child of the king. You're part of the royal priesthood. You're part of the royal family. You need to get up and dust yourself off and straighten your crown. Now for others, you might even describe yourself this way. You're broken. You've hit what feels like rock bottom. You just don't feel like you are of any value. Maybe you've just stepped away from the church thinking that the God can't use someone like you. So if that describes you, let me, let me share a story that's specifically for you. There was a, a lady in a, a line at a store. She had two kids with her, one, one older kid and one toddler. And the, the bigger kid had some glow sticks. And the toddler was just absolutely screaming for them. He, and, and so eventually the, the, the mom, you know, gave in and, and, and opened up a pack and gave the toddler one of the glow sticks. And, and he was so happy. He was kind of showing everybody this glow stick. But then a couple minutes later, the, the older kid took the glow stick from the toddler. And, and of course, he started screaming. But, but you see, the, the older child bent it. He broke it and then gave it back to the toddler. And the toddler noticed that now the glow stick was actually glowing. And the big brother said this, I had to break it so that it would glow like it's supposed to. Listen, you, you may have been through a lot. It might be sickness. It, it might be job loss, divorce. You, you've lost loved ones. It doesn't matter what the situation and circumstance is. You, the fact is you feel broken right now. But you see, it's that exact feeling of brokenness that God can use to make you all that he created you for so that you can fulfill your godly purpose. You see, like that glow stick, um, it can be waved around just being a regular old stick. But once we're broken, then we can glow with the radiance that points people to God. So maybe right now, the best way to describe where you're at is you're broken. But don't dwell there. You can't stay focused on it. You 
are a child of the king. You're part of the royal priesthood. You are a royal heir. So get up, brush yourself off, and straighten your crown. Now, maybe you're not in a space of any of those things. Maybe things are going really well for you right now. The fact is, we're, we're all going to face struggles at some time or another. So even if you're not facing a struggle right now, someday you will be. But the truth of God's Word is that you are a child of the King. In fact, Romans 8.17 puts it this way, that we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. We can live victoriously. Listen, living victorious rather than living defeated is what we should be doing. Now, I know maybe it sounds like a prosperity gospel, like name it and claim it, but living victoriously doesn't mean living in luxury. And, and living victorious doesn't even mean living undefeated. We're going to face struggles. We're going to face failures. But it does mean living in a way that focuses on who we are in Jesus. The victory over sin and circumstances that is provided to us through Him. You know, in a, in a business environment, when we want our employees to be positive and, and energetic, we might talk about things like keeping your head up. Or, or another term for the same idea talks about spine angle, right? Standing up straight. This idea of straighten your crown, well, it actually comes from a, a popular uh, women's bracelet. And that bracelet says this, that whenever you feel overwhelmed, remember whose daughter you are and straighten your crown. Now, I'm sure this bracelet has provided great comfort for women, especially those who have lost their mothers. It, it might make them feel inspired and, and, and uplifted. But listen, this phrase should also be motivation for us as Jesus followers. We've made mistakes. We may be down and out. We might even feel broken but we can't dwell there. We can't stay focused on it. You are a child of the king. You're a part of the royal priesthood. You are a royal heir. So get up, brush yourself off, and straighten your crown. Now in just a moment, we're going to worship through a powerful song. And it's based on, on this verse in 1 John. See how very much our Father loves us. For He calls us His children. And that is what we are. The lyrics of the song go something like this. Who the Son sets free, oh, is free indeed. I am a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I am chosen, taken. I am who you say I am. 
You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. You see, if you have put your trust in Jesus and are committed to following him, you are a child of the king. You are part of the royal priesthood. You are a royal heir. Get up. Brush yourself off and straighten your crown. Let's pray. Our gracious God, we come before you just basking in the truth of your word. The fact that we were far from you, our our sins separated us from you. But yet through your son, Jesus Christ, we can have a restored relationship with you. The penalty for our sin has been paid and our relationship can be restored. And not only that, but, but we, are, we are placed by your Holy Spirit into your royal family. We are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That is just a concept that is hard for us to comprehend. But God, we praise you and, and honor you and thank you for that fact. God, help us to live like a child of the King. God, help us to remember our position in Jesus Christ. And even though in a practical sense in our day-to-day life, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to sin against you. We know that we stand before you in the righteousness of your Son, Jesus Christ. And our position is in Him. God, help us to live that in a practical way. And God, when we face struggles, help us to get our focus away from our circumstances and to focus on who we are in your Son, Jesus Christ. We are who you say we are. We are your children. And we want to worship you and honor and praise you in all that we do. And we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.